How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Epicenter. We are back here once again. Um, I wanted to go ahead and thank uh, my last guest of the show, uh, Jack Stolt, for being on. He was the swim coach on the last show. I learned a lot about swim and uh, definitely I look forward to hopefully covering that as well as a reporter. And um, yeah, it was really nice to have him on last week's show. Um, I wanted to let you guys know a couple of the plans we have going forward for uh, the podcast. So uh, next week, I plan on having on uh, Alex Winters, who is a uh, film filmographer around the area who does a lot of his own films. He's actually going to be going to um, school at CSU Northridge here shortly and going to be studying for that. So I'll be talking to him about a lot of that. He also reviews a lot of films on his YouTube channel. And so, uh, yeah, I'll be talking about all of that on next week's show. Um, I also, in the next few weeks, want to try to plan on having um, Coach Bean uh, or Coach Berg on, who are the Lincoln football coaches around the area, kind of talking to them as they're going to be going to new programs and kind of learning, uh, you know, kind of going to be preparing for that. So I want to be uh, having those coming on in the next few weeks. So those are some shows to expect going forward. Um, but without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce the current guest for this week's show. Um, it is the band Nerve. They are an alternative uh, rock and pop band around the Sacramento area. Um, it of course, a couple of them, as I will get to live a little bit away from the current area right now. Um, but I've got on Tyler, Scott, Dylan, and Jordan. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. What awesome. is up, Aaron? How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. And um, this is, like I said, the first, as we were getting into before the show started, this is actually the first podcast I've had with multiple guests on. Um, and I'm really glad I was able to work out. Um, I actually uh, work with Scott um, in my job at uh, Top Golf. And so that's how I first learned about the band, obviously. And then, uh, you know, listened to him a little bit. And then I started talking with Scott and he told me about everyone else. And so that's how I was able to kind of contact all of you guys and get you guys in here. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys being on. This should be really cool. Um, and, you know, without further ado, I kind of just want to get into it and, you know, kind of start by asking you guys. Um, I know your guys' first EP, um, Bad Habits, which has had tremendous success, uh, came out in 2016. But roughly how long have you guys been making music for? And what was the story behind how you guys all met and got everything started? Who wants it? Uh, Jordan, you take it. Yeah, since Jordan, you okay. kinda, since Jordan's been started together. Yeah, me and Scott, we met like a long time ago when I was like 16 or 17, like however many years ago that is, eight. Uh, yeah, we started like this little band thing called Daydreamer, and we were just writing songs like every day, just a ton of songs and stuff. And then, you know, that kind of ended. Then some dude hits me up on the internet. It's like, hey, you want to join a band? It's like, yeah. We went out to the studio, and that's when we started recording our stuff. Then we recruited Scott after we recorded like the first couple of songs, joined the band, and then just went from the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely. so basically, it's cool. We were all formed from like mutual friends, and uh, like, obviously not Jordan and Scott, but like the rest of us, we were kind of introduced, and then we all just kind of fell for each other. Like me and Tyler were buds, like instantly and me and jordan Every, yeah it was a super all of us connection it was just everybody. like we were we were just like holy crap yeah and then we had the music recorded like we would like jordan said we did a few songs and then then we got scott because jordan's like look you got we got to get this guy i've done music with him yep. he's great and we just said all right done deal and then we finished up everything with you know the ep and the rest is history. It was uh, is crazy too because we kind of somewhat knew of each other outside. Even obviously, Jordan and I have been best buds for almost ten years now. Yeah. Uh, but we had known Tyler uh, through his YouTube channel where he did drum covers uh, from years before Nerve was ever even thought of uh, as a thing. We knew Dylan because he was the singer of uh, Incredible Me. Uh, uh, so we it was kind of. Is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy how everything. Yeah, once we got into contact, together. we're like, "Oh, you're so and so. That's awesome." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like from Minus Scott's old band, like we were like, "Hey, this drummer on YouTube, he covered Thrown by Bring Me the Horizon, and it's really good. Let's ask him to join our band." Yeah. Oh no, he's <laughs> was, already in a Tyler. band. <laughs> yeah. And now here he is. We were just we were in this group chat for so long. We were like, "Do we do we want to go out to LA and record this? So we need to meet each other officially. You know, is this going to work when we meet each other? We had the songs yeah. prepared. We're like, let's lay them down. And then we all met each other, and it clicked instantly. And then we laid down those EP songs, and then uh, rest is history. After that, pretty much, we've been writing and recording ever since. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as it was cool, once Scott was like around, we just were able to pump out because having two people with you know two people writing at the same time it just made it awesome yeah so where were like you guys cars, that is. 
where, where were you guys all living at the time that you guys had all like kind of come in contact with each other and actually met each other before you guys actually really got things officially going? So Dylan was uh, in SAC area uh, for his entire life. Tyler yeah. was in Georgia. Yeah. And Jordan and I were in uh, the Dallas area in Texas. So spread pretty far apart yeah. for the first several years of, uh, of Nerve. And yeah. then a nice, we did, we did some nice driving. They did. I drove yeah, LA, lots of, yeah. lots of, uh, I drove 36 LA hour drives. Yeah. Yeah. And then they drove from Texas to SAC. So that was a little bit crazier. It was yeah. fun. So Multiple when, times. When you guys yeah. all officially like met each other for the first time in person, was that in LA or was it around the Sacramento area? Where, where was it? You guys all like initially like got to meet in person. So for all LA of us, it's in the Sacramento area. Yeah. Well, t- I guess yeah. technically in San Francisco, because that was where Dylan picked yeah, yeah, up that was the airport. Right. But, but it was it, for a sec. It thing, was a combo. So. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And then um, Tyler and Scott, what, um, you know, obviously the band obviously had a big part to do with it, but what, what was like the main factor that kind of motivated you guys to just actually come to the SAC area and live here? Was it just easier for you guys when it came to the music sense or what, like what other factors were in play for you guys in that? Though? For me personally, um, there was just, we had taken so many trips here and there was lots of cool things going on here. Um, we, I think once we noticed that the song started, I think it was when it hit a million, when Bad Habits hit a million, I was like, okay, okay, now what? Do we really need to start doing this? Do we need to think? So we started like pondering, like, what if we moved out there? Um, and then um, I met my girlfriend out here. We dated long distance for a really long time. Um, so I had a uh, basically had a plan to come out here regardless for that as well. And then Scott was like, let's do the same thing. Let's do it. If we're going to do this, let's full send it. Um, because there was, a, there was a good, it was hard to produce as much music as we wanted at a certain point because we yeah. were separated for so long yeah. and we were so far away. So we uh, we just wanted to make it happen. We saw it was taken off and we didn't want to lose momentum. We wanted to keep pushing. So we uh, kind of dropped everything and moved out here. For me too, uh, obviously living in California is very expensive, but for we would take month long trips several times a year and being here, not working, not having a job while we're here, obviously having to pay to live uh we'd go through lots of money very quickly so it just made a lot more sense to get together and uh be here to be able to write together practice together all that kind of stuff yeah right oh look we got dylan's uh, dylan's cat on camera <laughs> um one, uh, one question I wanted to ask you guys is how did you all decide on the name nerve and kind of where does that stem from so uh, I'll let you take that one. We were, we were just discussing names and like there was a, a list of them we had. So and many different. Yeah. Nerve awesome. was one of them. And I loved the fact that it was like, you know, you feel with your nerves. Music's about feeling and emotion. And then we took the E off. Yeah, there was a there was it was around the time that uh, that movie Nerve was coming out. And we didn't want to just confuse people with that either. And then we took the E off. And after a while, we were like, huh, I kind of like that. You know, it's kind of yeah, and, and, then, and then piece. we also, yeah, the four piece part, and we also learned that yeah, like copyright wouldn't even be a problem because nerve means nerve, and like, what was it like four or five different languages? Nervs means yeah. nerve, something like that. Yeah, yeah. can't get us on that one. Yep. There's some like vapes in the Philippines that are called nerve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got that. <laughs> um. Who does most of the writing in your guys' band? Is it more of a collaborative thing, or does somebody come out with the lyrics and then another with the music? Is it more shared all around? Explain to me kind of how that process kind of works for you guys. Uh, well, definitely a collaborative thing. Yeah, uh, I think most everybody does their own thing. Kind of thing. Jordan and I will come up with uh, like instrumental ideas, either their full song ideas or just bits and pieces. Tyler uh, will make his flair with the drums, uh, change different things here and there. Dylan to listen to hundreds of demos that Jordan and I write until he finds a couple pieces where he goes, okay, that's something that like I, bam, there's a hook right away. And then we, as soon as Dill sings it, we go, yep. Yep. There it is. It's usually, yeah. It's usually how that goes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it just people writing their own parts is pretty much yeah. like, we've, we've always kind of like, that's just kind of how we approach it. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Gotcha. Um, 
Sp speaking of bad habits, uh, the song is your guys' top hit um, with near 5 million listens on Spotify and over 6 million views on, on YouTube on the main video. Um, and then obviously your guys' acoustic version of the song is also taken off as well. Uh, what's the story behind the song and what do you think specifically made it so successful? Hmm. I, I think, think uh, Dill, yeah, Dill definitely should take this. I one. think the simplicity of it, you know, it's, it's catchy. It does all the right things. It's structured like a pop song. It plays like a pop song. It has like guitars, you know, that make it more rocky. And um, I think people, you know, they, they come to simplicity regardless. You know, if you want to make something complex, it's harder for the average person to like latch onto it. But when something's nice and simple and, you know, you have a chorus, like, I don't want to, I don't want to stop. You know, the lyrics right away, you're in it. And then um, as far as this story goes, it's just like, you know, past relationships and everything like that. Just my rendition of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you working um, when we were in the studio, you were up like every night, like super late at night working on lyrics. And I remember you revising on, it. Yeah. Revising bad yeah. habits much. And I remember when you finally sang what you thought was the, what you, you know, wanted the finishing product to be, we were all like, that's it. That's. Yeah. I was, I was lucky enough to have a, a friend there to bounce ideas off of that just helped right. tremendously. Um, I wanted to to switch gears for a moment and kind of talk about music videos for you guys. So um, music video for Bad Habits, along with many other of your guys' songs, are on BVTV Music, um, which looks like it's based out of Sacramento and has covered a uh, work tour and features other lo small artists. Uh, now, I actually didn't know this until last night when I was actually doing some more research, but it looks like your guys' general manager, Alex, actually founded the channel. But um, mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you guys, how initially did you guys come in contact with Alex? And then how initially were you able to start getting content on that channel? Dill, take that one. Yeah, I was going to say you want me to. Yeah. So, um, Alex, or AK as we call him, he's been my friend for a long time now. He was involved with my last band, and he's actually been involved with this band since the very start. He he went with me to LA to record the first songs as mm -hmm. like just a friend, kind of like, hey, I don't don't go by yourself, you know, if you don't want to. I don't mind taking the hit because, mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't working. He does YouTube for a living, so it helps out. And um, yeah, so we were able to, he was involved with it. So he was super into it and he was just like, and it kind of just gradually said, you know, he started managing us like slowly, but surely and he's helped us every step of the way. And yeah, his channel was a super cool Kickstarter to have in like our repertoire of, of things. You know, we all yeah. were just like, oh yeah, you know, instant hundred and what, 160,000 subscribers or whatever he has that we mm -hmm. could just put our music out to that we worked, you know, they traveled, we all spent tons of money on, I mean, it's it was just super awesome ak is just a blessing he, he's he's lucky. great we yeah. even without like the 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 channel having lots of subscribers obviously that helps we wouldn't be where we are today without him just based on how organized he keeps us like he he's where dad. we need to be what we're doing everything is set up so perfectly that it without him at this point, if we would be like spoiled yeah. children without he's, parents yeah. for the first time, like, he's yeah, our it, dad, like it's, for sure. he's, we, we uh, love Alex so much. Us four together is a, we're a, we're a, a cyclone for sure. It, like, we're, it, all it, our, we're all our everyone feeds off it at it. this point. We're yeah. literally we call him dad. He treats us like we're children in a great way. Like yeah. it, it's it's <laughs> the most wonderful like little relationship. That's yeah, no developed. spankings yet. Oh, I was about to yeah. say he spanked us, and you just. No, he doesn't. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't throw him under the bus. <laughs> um, so explain kind of the process behind how you guys kind of like make your music videos. Where do you guys kind of like have to travel to? How, just explain kind of how that process works. You want to take that? Yeah. Um, so we actually film most of our um, music videos at a studio place in where's San, San Jose. San Jose. Yeah, it's called Red Wall Studios. And um, basically they can change whatever setup you want, whatever backdrops, any sort of lights, and it's just a perfect place to shoot. Um, we shot, let's see, Bad Habits and Enough in the same building, fun fact. Um, but that, wasn't but that was Wall. not at Red Wall Studios. Yeah. That was at another uh, studio place, which I can't remember the it name It was still of. in San Jose, but no, I, I can't remember. It was, it was in Oakland. Wasn't it in Oakland? Oh, was it technically yeah. Oakland? Yeah. Oakland. Yeah. yeah. They're all so close. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but we did shoot those two um, in one day in the same room. And, and the acoustics as well. And the acoustics. That was a long day. Um, <laughs> so that was our first time ever shooting videos together. Um, we wasn't didn't know. like 7 a.m. to like... 10 to, to, all to three in the morning, 7 a.m. to oh, three, three in the morning. morning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back to like three. Yeah. It was, a. Uh, we were tired. Um, we kind of got a feel for each other on how like it is. Cause none of us had, well, Dylan has, but 
uh, the rest of us had never been in any sort of like music video like that. So that was kind of a fun experience. Um, and then once we started making more music videos, we went to Redwall Studios and we shot every one of our music videos there since then. And we basically just, uh, we played the song about what 25 to 50 times yeah. um different, different angles different, different angles <laughs> solo shots um, group shots unfortunately i have to be in the back of every single shot so i have to yeah. play every single that play has to work the hardest yeah but that's um it's a fun process i mean we all it is definitely tiring but it's just worth it in the jordan end. and i's necks don't work for like a week yeah, afterward because right. we have to we can't move the day yeah we have to go 100 every single time yep. it's funny like we still learn we still learn something new every single time we record a music video but it has become a little bit like second nature yeah we just kind of uh we get there we kind of we know a general idea of what we want to do we start running through it and then bam tyler come up with an idea i'll come up with an idea dill jordan like hey let's try this and then bam looks great different idea for different videos mm -hmm. uh bouncing ideas off each other are the guy who directs our videos andy chen he's wonderful he's amazing he, yeah. he is so good at taking just a simple like statement and showing it to you on, on yeah, the, yeah, like, the camera uh, lens. Like Scott talking about like the treatments. The what? The treatments that we oh, get. Oh yeah, the treatments. So yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll get on a call. Uh, he'll listen to the song a couple times, get the lyrics and we'll say, Dill will be like, this is kind of what I was saying when I was writing this. Jordan and I and Tyler will be like, well, this is our vibes from it. This is kind of our idea of how it, what it means to us. And he'll come up with an entire storyline, uh, get a full treatment together of like scenes he'll like draw stuff write things here and there and take pi pictures from movies and other things that resemble kind of what we're looking for kind of crazy put almost like yeah. a color like a everything. like you're like if you're gonna sell a movie to a uh an executive like that's basically what it is and yeah. it uh he will say this looks good we don't really like that part and then by the time we get to recording we know exactly what we're gonna do what the video generally is gonna look like and we've never been disappointed, so yeah, it's it's a really fun experience. Absolutely, and, and it great. sounds like quite a process. How, how many people would you say, like production-wise, you guys kind of get the opportunity to work down there? It's been so many. Growing. Yeah, the, yeah, sometimes there'll be three people there in the beginning, and then there's ten more uh, with different props and different you know lighting stuff, and it's yeah, it's yeah. It's I like can't every really time we every time we do a video, it's like. Each video, Andy's team gets bigger. His crew gets literally. Bigger. Yeah, there's yeah. just people yeah, when we started, there was when we started, there was like two people. Yeah. yeah. Andy and his friend, like that, would hold something for him, and then now it's like Andy, a there's guy a that busload of people. Up yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has guys They're, there just to set up props, and then guys here and, checking. Yeah, the power. exactly. And and yeah. how how long are you guys down there for? Would you say like on average when you guys are recording a video, does it take like a couple of days? Or are you guys able to get it done? Does it take like a week? Like how long we, would you think it takes usually to like get something done down there for a project? We knock it out in a day. Um, there's been situations before where we like we just either we were absolutely dead by the end of the day, and some of the shoot like some of the clips we just don't really look like we're into it, so we might have to reschedule like a day to reshoot some stuff. But for the most part. We, we knock it out in a day. And that's mainly yeah. because Jordan travels out here and we kind of um, we we treat Jordan's time yeah. very beautifully when he's here and try to, you know, fit as much as we can. And Andy's not from this area. So he has to make yeah. a good travel from L.A. up to the Bay Area just to just to shoot our stuff. Um, what did so we, we do last time? Three or four videos? So, we yeah, we did three, three videos three, last three time. Videos last time. In, in one day. day. Yeah. <laughs> Did, did, was Andy the one that kind of came up with the idea to go to Redwall, or is that something that you guys came up with the idea on? Do you know? Um, does he has he worked with other people there? What are some other uh, acts that you guys know of that may have worked out of that studio as well? Ooh, out of Redwall. Well, we actually went there before we ever filmed stuff there to record some stuff, uh, some of our acoustic songs, uh, some demos for some songs that we haven't released uh, when we we're doing getting prepared for live shows, and it was Redwall Studios, and then. They turned it into a perfect uh, music video area uh, with different, I don't even know, it was like scenes. Like there's a yeah, place that had yeah, like a yeah. detective area. There's a bedroom. Yeah. There's a nice like hallway. Then there's little like a mirror room and stuff like that, like a tunnel room and, and different things like that. And Andy's worked with the guy who owns that so many times. He gets good deals on renting it out. He's always willing to let us show up early and leave late, things like that just makes it super, super helpful. As far as other artists that have gone there, I know there's tons, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. I think they have a pretty good Instagram that tells you, you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of people. 
a lot of people go through that and they have another place there's a lot of big rap artists i know that yeah lots of rap artists will go there yeah I was just because when I was visiting their website, the reason I asked it just now is I looked through their website and the first thing that came up was Jabberwocky. So I was like, "Oh wow, that's a huge act!" So I was like, "Yeah, I didn't know they one of them." Yep. I was like, "Dang, that's a huge act coming out of there." Um, yep. When it comes to the, um, the Alex's or your guys as a producer's YouTube channel um, for BBTV, um, as I was mentioning, it features a lot of other local artists around the area. Are there any other local artists that you guys have actually had the chance to work with around um, the greater Sacramento area? Like work with or play with, like what is it just a yeah, loose so, term? Yeah, yeah, kind of like play with, be like in concerts with, shows with, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Jordan, you want any other um, bands that you like playing with that were local? I mean, I it's really, I mean, technically, DGD are they local? Yeah, they're Dance local. Dance, Kevin, Dance. We did that. Cemetery, uh, Sun. Cemetery Sun, Demon and Our Me. Our people. Yeah, Demon and Me is rad. Our Demon and Me. Rad. Uh, I think we did play with uh, something heartfelt. Something heartfelt at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've just everybody we played we're, with. We're pretty cool. close with a lot of the uh, different artists from this area that are in bands. Uh, what's uh, Ben's band? The Never and Now. The Never and Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, the and kind of going along with that question, um, you guys have had the opportunity to play at a lot of local venues, such as the Holy Diver, Ace of Spades, Powerhouse Pub, and others. Um, do you have a favorite venue that you've played at and a favorite show by any chance? My favorite is Holy Diver. I just love okay. that place. It, it gets crazy. It, it, it's yeah. it's yeah. not the biggest venue, but it's definitely not like teeny or anything. And it's just, out. it gets packed. Everyone goes nuts. It's a really, really fun venue. Um, my favorite... My favorite was when we did concerts in the park because when you look out at a sea of 10,000 people singing Dylan's lyrics right back in his face, it's yeah. a really cool feeling. That was uh, our second that show. Was, that was our second show ever. And it was like the best I'd ever played, and I almost passed out. I was like, that was a, that was a good show. I cried yeah. on stage. That was, a, yeah. that was a fun one. Yeah. Probably my favorite show, too. Ace of Spades also was fun, too. Yeah, the Ace of Spades show was surreal because. I've always wanted to play a show at Ace of Spades, and actually being on that stage was... And it being packed. Yeah, it was awesome. Was and awesome. don't quote me on this, but it looked like that uh, one of the shows at uh, Holy Diver you guys actually got to play with, and th I, I bet you were really excited about this, Tyler, was uh, Dance Gavin Dance. It looked like you guys, you guys actually got to play with them, which is really cool. That um, was actually, yeah, the Concerts in the Park show. We actually opened... Concerts in the Park, okay, Dance. gotcha. And that was, uh, I mean, the crowd was even even bigger when they played obviously but uh yeah. being able to just share a stage with them that night was incredible i loved that absolutely it was amazing yeah are there any other venues around this area or anywhere else that you guys had the opportunity to play at as well that are good local venues other than the ones in sacramento that i may have mentioned in concerts in the park jordan do you remember any of the venues from the that acoustic tour uh i don't remember like berkeley and stuff yeah the place I remember the berkeley was really cool yeah yeah that berkeley one berkeley was really awesome. cool it was like it's like a brand new venue. It seemed new. Yeah, I can't remember what yeah, it was, it was called. Super nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's also um, just because me and Scott are still new here to California. So anytime we hear of like a new venue, yeah, we're like, we want to play there. I want to check it out, you know, definitely. So any, I guess any opportunity to play any venue around here, we would love to, you know, check it out. Boardwalk, is Boardwalk open? Boardwalk is closed, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but Boardwalk, I actually played, um, I played there in a tour when right. I was 18 coming through here and that venue was awesome, but unfortunately it closed down recently due to the pandemic and stuff like that. But uh, Cornerstone yeah. is what that mm -hmm. venue Cornerstone. is called. Yeah. Yeah, the, the boardwalk is, is actually a venue. I've never gotten a chance to actually watch a show there, but I would love to go watch a show there sometime because it just seems super unique and super cool to actually be able to watch a show out there, right out there on the beach. And you really don't get that opportunity a lot of other places. But I, I've been to Ace of Spades, and I think that that's an awesome venue. I've actually not had a chance to go to Holy Diver, um, but it's definitely a place that I would like to go see a show out for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's that's awesome you guys have been able to play there, and you know, hopefully you get to play at some other really cool places too. Um, before I get into some other questions for you guys, I wanted to go ahead and get into my first uh, segment on the show, which is uh, Half and Half, where I basically cover one really good, feel-good news story of the week and another like quirky and weird news story that I happen to find. So I thought I would go ahead and share these for you guys this week. This is the good news story, and I, I love this one as a sports fan, and if you're a sports fan, even if you hate the Yankees, 
This is something that I think is just great. At age 70, Yankees fan gets to live out her dream of being a Batgirl. Six decades after the team said no, Gwen McLaughlin served as the Batgirl for her beloved New York Yankees. Let me pull it up here. Sorry, I'm getting a little bit of lag on my computer. There we go. It was a field of dreams come true. On Monday, Gwen McLaughlin served as the Batgirl for the New York Yankees when they hosted the Angels. 60 years after she was rejected when she wrote a letter to the team as a 10-year-old asking if she could serve the role. It's been an amazing opportunity, a day of a lifetime, she said after the game. I can't put it into words. And you can see a photo. Uh, for anybody who is watching this on YouTube, you can see a photo of her here. Uh, very happy and smiling after it. If you're uh, not able to see this and you're listening on Spotify, um, just take a look at this article if you can. It's in today. It's it's really cool piece. Um, it was in 1961 when she received a response from Roy Haney, who was the general manager of the team, um, believing that she – couldn't do it because at that time there was a whole gender thing with uh, not being as capable of voice to be able to do at the job. Um, and the fact that now she's able to do it, you know, being a, a lifetime fan, you know, I could, I never really had the dream of being a bat boy for like the A's or anything like that, but just, you know, knowing people who are really huge sports fans and getting the chance to do that after, you know, being a lifetime fan, that's got to be something really cool. She got to throw out the first pitch as well and uh, really, really something cool. So I thought I would share that with you guys. Um, with that being said, I want to go ahead and pull up the weird news story of the week, which honestly, it's not even weird. It's kind of quirky. And um, if you're a Disney fan, and you've watched the, uh, I believe it's a Disney movie, I could be wrong. If you've watched the movie Up, you'll know the cone of shame with the dog. Well, this is the same thing here with the bear. Look at this thing right here. It is in Boulder, Colorado, and it's basically got the cone of shame around its head. The, the cops in Boulder, Colorado are looking for um, this bear who has a plastic bucket on his head. Um, and they they don't know exactly how it got there, but the Colorado Parks and Wildlife said that the bear has been spotted at least twice with a plastic bucket on its head um causing pain or affecting mobility but the animal does appear to be able to eat or drink i just found it really funny because the first thing i thought of when i saw this was up at the cone of shame on the dog and like i feel bad for the bear but at the same time it's stuff like that you almost just gotta laugh at because it's super funny so i just wanted to share those because there's a couple of the weird and funny and good news stories i found for you guys this week um but we'll go ahead and get back into the show here and i have a few more questions for you guys um so people don't just listen to you guys locally locally or nationally, but you guys actually have listens from over 90 different countries. How does it feel to know that there are people from all around the world actually listening to your guys' music? It's crazy. It feels fake. Yeah, yeah it doesn't unreal. feel real. I don't, yeah. I don't believe, I don't believe yeah. it. It's, it's definitely, uh, definitely surreal to even read stats like that. I, I read it and I think, yeah. oh, cool, because it just doesn't feel real. Like, is that real? Yeah. Does that... The craziest part is, like, <laughs> you'll see comments on, like, YouTube, uh, people clearly from different countries, and it the nice things you can imagine and people like really really relating to the songs from complete other side of the planet it's wild it's, it's, weird. it's an insane it's, feeling it's, it feels uh, really 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 good yeah absolutely i think one of the times it set in for me was when uh we found a cover of a band from like I yeah. think it was thailand or some one of those uh smaller countries over there and they covered a full band version of our song and like did a, Normal, like a music video for too like and it was made a really video good. and it was super cool and you just I'm, and all the comments are in their language and i'm just like this is so unreal like that that like that's it kind of clicked i'm like holy the crap, idea like, that huge. somebody could go through that much effort to to yeah. do a cover of a song that we wrote is just yeah we're just these four weird. dudes you know just chilling and and, and you know it's yeah, so mean yeah. like in the in, it it's crazy no that's awesome. Uh, it, any of your guys' shows that you guys have played at, have you guys met any fans from uh, outside the country or like uh, from the other side of the country? Where, where would you say like any fans that you guys have actually like met in person? What do you say is like the furthest that you know of that may have they may have came from to listen to your guys' music? That one person that came to the Powerhouse show also was at our Nevada acoustic show. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah she drove all the way. She actually drove the powerhouse show. She drove from Nevada, wherever she was at at the time. I don't remember exactly where she drove from, but she drove all the way. There it was very long. It was like a Hours, over like a day. Yeah, something like a whole know. day long trip. But came yeah. here to see us play at the powerhouse. Um, so that was pretty awesome. But I think that's the. That, that we know of i know yeah. that yeah. you know so, yeah, and then a couple people sure. drove you know a couple hours but we haven't met anyone that has traveled across the country yet um that would be, crazy. That'd be amazing that'd be actually mm -hmm. crazy that's yeah. awesome i was gonna say you guys uh, you guys should try to schedule a show in like bangkok or something in thailand see if those guys <laughs> <Yeah>. come out <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah. sweet 
I want to go to Bangkok. I want to go <laughs> everywhere. All right, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ask each of you guys this question. So I'll go ahead and start with Dylan, and then we'll kind of move around. Um, how long have you uh, been singing for? I'll kind of change that as we go along to obviously each instrument. But Dylan, how long have you been singing for? How long have you kind of been play, playing music for? Have there been any other instruments that you have played in your life? Explain to me kind of when you started uh, getting into music and what instruments you kind of fell in love with. And then when initially did you realize singing was kind of going to be your, like, your passion? So I've been singing since forever. There's videos of me singing at like three years old, Beach Boys, full on dancing. Um, but serious, like actually like trying out for bands and getting turned down because I suck. Um, I think like 15, I was like trolling on like forums and like Craigslist and stuff. And I was trying to find like a pop punk band or, you know, anything like that would, would take me. And I would go to these venue or these practice spaces and I'd try out and I would get turned down, I'd get turned down, but I'm just hard-headed, so I just kept practicing and kept practicing. And so, yeah, I'll, my whole life, but seriously, for probably about almost 15 years now, I've been singing. And uh, as far as other instruments, I've never really, like, got fully into something, like, learned, you know, a billion things. But I've learned songs on guitar, you know, simple chords and things like that. I've learned songs on ukulele. I've learned songs on piano and things like that. But nothing like any of them. They're way more talented musically than me. But uh, yeah, so 15 years and I really wanted it when I was like 18 or 19. I, I really wanted to be in a band. I would go to Warp Tour and I just loved the environment. I loved everything. And uh, yeah, that's, that's when I knew. I was like, I want to do this. I want to do this for a living. I want to do it every day. It's, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that at the age three uh, you start with like the Beach Boys and stuff singing that because I I I'm 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 not a singer or anything like that of course but I remember um, and my parents still have videos on their old recordings of me like singing Beatles songs and I was like three or four years yeah. old and stuff so it's really funny yeah I was always I was obsessed with the harmonies the Beach Boys always did like three parts and stuff and I loved it and my when I was younger I just liked the harmonies so. That's awesome. Um, Jordan, uh, same question for you, but in, uh, obviously instead of the singing aspect when it comes to drumming and then any other instruments you've uh, played in your life. Yeah. So I guess I started playing guitar when I was probably nine, I guess, because I was like raised around music and stuff. So my dad, he used to do country music back in the 80s and 90s and stuff. So, yeah, I guess he's, I picked up the guitar awesome, for the first time. He's pretty cool. I yeah, picked up a awesome. guitar for the first time. I was like nine years old and was just learning, you know, the basic chords like C chord, G chord, D chord, all that stuff. And uh, I don't know, but I remember the moment that I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do music. It's uh, I had it on MTV and they're doing like the top 10 songs of the 90s. And I was just walking by, not really paying attention. And then I heard that intro riff to Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I was like, what the, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I just went and grabbed a guitar. I was like, I'm going to learn this right now. I was like, dude, that's what I want to do. I want to play guitar. And then, yeah, ever since then, it's just been trying to write music and stuff. I had a little studio in here when I was 13, recording some little songs that sucked. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I've been going since then, yeah. And for the record, I apologize. I meant to say say guitar. My apologies there. Um, yeah, you're good. Going, go, going to, to Scott, since uh, you're the other guitarist in the group, same question for you with Jordan. When did you uh, start playing guitars or any other instruments you played in your life? Kind of how did you get your start and stuff? So kind of similar to Jordan, I remember uh, hearing a specific song being played. And the way I heard it, I was at a friend's house. He had a guitar. He played the most simple electric guitar song that there is which is uh, brain stew by green day my mind was blown i was like i i know that you just did it you are them in my brain but i was like <laughs> i have to get a guitar and i have to learn how to play this song that's the first song i learned how to play also something jordan left out is not only does he's an incredible drummer and singer he was yeah. uh he'd make his own yeah. demos uh with drums guitar and vocals uh that's how when we first met that's the first things yeah. i heard yeah, I forgot to say my first, my first like instrument that I really wanted to play was drums. I had the drum set and everything. He's a, he, drum he's a great and... drummer, great singer. My boy. Yeah. My boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, ever since then, uh, just became I was I was obsessed with it for a very long time. I never super took music, not not seriously, but I didn't think it was like a viable option for me. I was more sports oriented. I was 
dedicated to just trying to make sports work. But the best decision I ever kind of made was deciding to go full force into music. Uh, uh, so that was, I was about 14, 13, 14, when I got my first guitar, I'm about 26 now. So 12 years or so. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I like to mess around. Like Tyler teaches me stuff on drums. Uh, I'll ask him different, you know, variations or terminology and stuff like that. I like to, I like to sing and stuff too, uh, for fun. I'm not, not, I'm not Dylan or Jordan or anything, but hey, you're better. <laughs> okay, you're better, you're better than me. <laughs> sure. Um, and then, and then Tyler, same question for you, but of course, when it comes to uh, drums. Uh, well, I basically, when I was really, really little, I guess I want to say like six or seven, I um, I got this little pool set. It's like a miniature pool table that my mom got me. I don't even know if she actually got me it, if I found it in the basement or wherever we were. Um, but it came with two pool sticks, and I remember kicking the pool table away and keeping the two the two pool sticks in my hands and beating on everything forever after that. Um, and that's what made me think like, okay, I definitely want to be rhythmic i want to like play something that i can do this on um so i would you know put together pots and pans and everything and annoy the hell out of my mom until um she agreed to actually give me my first drum set when i was about i want to say 13 i got my first actual drum set and um i played every single day and uh, you know everybody was like i'm oh, just gonna get tired of it to move on to something else a new hobby um but i actually never got tired of it and i ended up joining um you know concert band in middle school and then doing drumline all throughout high school a little bit of drumline in college um so i know how to read like sheet music and you know play like random stuff when it comes to like xylophones marimbas just any percussion instrument um and uh yeah i just love it and i never stopped doing it and i want to keep doing it one thing that i want to really that's really cool to me about our band is so Tyler is bar none the greatest drummer I've physically seen play what he's able to do, which is sick. Dylan has the most incredible belting voice that I've ever heard in my life, especially up front. And Jordan is, uh, I would not choose another person to write music with at whatever we literally could feed off each other and write a song in 10 yeah. minutes. We've done it multiple times. Just we, like, learned how to he write knows exactly where I want to go with something in a way that, uh, I, I can't I can't even I couldn't even say it out loud and he just did it and I, I it was in my brain. Uh, yeah, the chemistry. That's, that's one of the cool things for me about the band uh musically because the talent around me, I just feel spoiled. Yeah, like, we can... I don't even have to try because yeah. the people around me are just incredible. So it's it's a super, super cool feeling. We think really highly of each other and we all have a really good time. And then when we take a step back and like listen to something that we write and produce, we're like, whoa, okay. We just did that. Yeah sick so that's that's great and, and uh, you know i have not had the well i've not really taken the time to learn any instruments in my life if there's one i would like to learn it's piano just because i find it super uh really super unique and really um really beautiful instrument to, to to listen to and play uh one of my favorite uh groups uh and i know i've told scott this before is evanescence and there's a lot of piano and a lot of uh their songs and uh it's just a, it's a really beautiful instrument so that's something i would definitely like to learn someday um speaking of other groups i wanted to ask you guys um do you guys cover any other like cover any other artist songs when performing live? I, I have listened to obviously your guys' YouTube, and I know you guys have covered um, uh, "Attention" by Charlie Puth, and you guys have done the acoustic version of that. Uh, but do, when live, have you guys covered any other songs? And if so, what are some of your favorites and why? Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, we covered "Faint" by Linkin Park at <laughs> uh, concerts in the park. I got to do uh, the chorus and the the breakdown for that uh, live. That was surreal and that was awesome everybody went nuts uh <laughs> everybody knew that song. everyone knows that song yeah, and, yeah. Uh, i got to scream to ten thousand people and it was uh dylan helped me out on some some harmonies and stuff and it was a lot of fun i, I want to do that song or other like lincoln park songs eventually just for fun they're so fun any, any others that you guys have gotten to cover live that you guys have enjoyed at all not that we've gotten the cover. Mm -hmm. We have lots of ideas that we want to eventually do. When we're um, rehearsing, we'll yeah. we'll mess around. We'll do yeah. like the used or and stuff like that, and we'll just we'll just keep going. We'll just start a song and then just we try to finish. Off. We just play the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Me and we try. We try to finish in it. Sync. Yeah, in sync. Yeah. Me and Dill want to do in sync so bad. 
That'd be so <laughs> weird. Um, well, I wanted to talk about some of your guys' current music. So Bad Nature came out in February and Not The One came out in March. Um, I'd assume you guys were working on them at least sometime during the COVID times. Explain how difficult it was to produce or make music uh, during COVID um, and explain just kind of how that process worked for you guys. Who wants to take this one? Dilla Jordan, you guys want this? I'll do it. Yeah, go for it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think recording them and stuff was that difficult during COVID because we were just going to our producer guy's house and he just lived down the street from us and stuff. And at the time, I, like, I was living in SAC before yeah. I had to go back to Texas and stuff. So I just like go over there and we'll knock out some guitar tracks. And then whenever Scott and Ty got over there, then we'd go do the whole thing. It wasn't that difficult. Like COVID didn't complicate things that much for as far as recording goes. Yeah, yeah, as far as recording, that's fine. We just uh, obviously couldn't, um, you know, we were practicing, you know, safe distancing and things like that. And when it came to shows, there was no shows or anything like that. So the music part was fine. But, you know, getting a hold of certain businesses and things like that were a little bit harder at the time. And then um, but it kind of it was kind of a blessing in yeah. disguise almost. It was it, it was so unprecedented that like there'd be a two month period where streams and everything were the worst they've been in years and then all of a sudden this next month they're higher than they've been the previous years it was just it was so hard we had we've had material written and recorded for a long time uh post bad habits that we just there wasn't it was just a really bad sequence of timing and uh to know when to release something to get together to record a music video so like we recorded the music video to hopeless the first single after bad habits three or two and a half years or we recorded the song three years before it came out and recorded the video for it two years before it came out it was just we never it was always something that made it difficult to justify releasing it and then with covid like i said it was just we it was nobody yeah. really knew what was going on or what to expect yeah everything was pretty much up in the air yeah um but it seems like things are coming well for the most part, things are coming back down to earth at this point. So we're able to get more yeah. of a plan. At the time, backs. we had multiple shows planned. We were going to do yeah. concert in the park again. We were going to do another Ace show. And then... Oh. No. no. And then with releasing a song, too, we try to have the whole package ready. As in, like, art and promos for of us and the video done and the music done. So we don't say, hey, it's coming out this day and then have nothing, you know, to show if something gets delayed. So as things were getting kind of pushed around it it just became a jumbled mess for us and it, right. it's led to, and then other things come up and you're like oh it'd be better if we waited till then and then here we and, are and i know that you guys uh actually played at powerhouse pub uh, like less than a week i want to say before everything shut down you guys played yeah. there last march like literally yeah. right before covid hit um yeah. I've seen recently on your guys's, um, you know, social media that you guys are still currently working on a new album and getting some more songs out. I know you guys update, you know, stuff has been a little bit delayed. Um, do you guys have a rough idea or a rough estimate of when you guys plan on actually having stuff released or having some more stuff come out right now? Or is that kind of still up in the air because of, um, you know, potential uh, other issues and stuff? It's, it's kind of up in the air. It's not like it's not too far out. We just did, you know, like a, a small a thing to make ourselves bigger. Um, we kind of invested in ourselves, but it, it pushed us back another step. But yep. once everything gets rolling again, it, it, things will be consistent. But as of right we have now, material ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah as ready of right now, we're not, we're not far off. Things just got delayed because of, you know, we're trying to do them properly rather than just rush because, Oh, Hey, we can now. Yeah. 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 Do you guys have any uh, future plans regarding like shows and touring anytime? Because I know that's kind of something that's coming back, and I assume that that's not something that you guys are going to kind of probably start until the album actually comes out. But do you guys like have any potential plans of when you guys are going to get back on and tour a little bit? Not really any plans. Nothing set in stone. We just have a lot yeah. of ideas and really ambitious ideas. You know, what if this would happen? You know, it'd be cool to get on this and this. But um, I guess we've just been currently we've been focused on this album and getting this pushed out in the best way possible um that's kind of consumed most of our time and most of our thoughts i think yeah. and uh any any thoughts about shows or touring is just kind of like a dream at this point yeah um but you know maybe we're not far off from it we uh i just think once we get this album starting to roll out um shows and everything like that will kind of fall into place yeah yeah, yeah. totally 
we don't have anything yeah we don't have anything planned but like for it like it's framing the horizon said hey taking you on tour starting next week for six we'd months we'd make it happen we'd yeah. make it happen we'd be going on tour oh yeah uh, but yeah so nothing like super planned but we've definitely always bouncing ideas off each other our managers always keep an eye out we always we have artists that we line up they're like hey let's eventually sometime in the near future we're going to plan a show with you or you but it's just not in the books yet yeah. if that makes sense gotcha for sure well i want to switch gears here for a second and actually get into another question i have for you guys and really that's oh shoot what is that oh no it's not a question it's time for the fireball everyone all right so any of you guys who have been tuning into the show recently this segment on the show is where i quiz my guests basically on uh, common knowledge on whatever subject matter it is uh that they are you know fans of or a part of so this week um and this is actually gonna be very interesting since there's multiple guests uh, I've got a lot of different rock questions for you guys, and um, so oh, how, this is how it's going to work. So I'm going to go one person at a time. I'm basically going to start, and I'll say who the question's for. You have to answer it. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, it is what it is. Basically, if you guys get eight questions right in 160 seconds, that's two minutes, 40 seconds, you guys get in the Fireball Hall of Fame. So far, Abby Feingold and Jack Solt are in. Let's see if you guys can get in as well. So basically, I'm going to go one person at a time. I've got 12 questions here, so you're each allowed to one question. So let's see if you guys can do it. All right, first off, before we get going, are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Give me one sec here to get everything going. Okay, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Scott, how many of Linkin Park's seven studio albums have gone platinum? Five. Six. Oh. <laughs> Tyler, Dance Gavin Dance has had four different vocalists. Name three of them. Johnny Easy. Craig. Uh, Tillian. Shit. No, that's good. Who's the screamer? Oh, oh dude, I don't even... Blanking. We all know it but him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let somebody else answer for you. Somebody else go ahead. Jordan or Dylan. John, uh, John, Travis, Mess. John Mess. Yes, good job. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that one. Uh, Dylan, what year were Panic at the Disco formed? 2001. 2004. Oh, uh, Jordan, what is the name of Bring Me the Horizon's debut album? This is what the edge of your seat was made for. Ooh. <laughs> It's, it's Count Your Blessings was the name. Um, Scott, while Jim Root is the one of two guitarists for Slipknot, he used to be the lead guitarist for what other rock band? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is it Betraying the Martyrs? I don't know. Stone Sour. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I did, why did I? I overthought it. I Tyler, what year did Austin Archie join Lorna Shore? Oh, Wow. Uh, 2009? 2012. Dylan, in 2018, Justin Timberlake received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. However, it wasn't his name. It was as a part of which 90s boy band? Insane. Correct. Jordan, what popular movie series? Jordan, that, Jordan disconnected. Oh, shoot. Phone. Okay. All right. I'll stop the clock. <laughs> no problem. If you need another invite, I can get him in here. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, he just texted us. So here, let's see. Okay, his so, internet cut out, so he's going to try and get back in. He says internet cut out. That's horrible timing. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> wow. Thanks, so, were we winning? What's up? Yeah. Were we winning? We're not winning. You guys still have a chance to win. I'll, I'll say that. You still have okay. a chance to win. At least we still have a chance. Oh, man. I cannot believe I didn't say Stone Sour. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I was, live, thought, I was thinking like Slipknot. I was like, did, was he in a band before Slipknot? It's after okay. so, or middle of Slipknot, Stone Sour. I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get. Tech, yeah. <laughs> We're sorry for the comments. You're gonna get under this video. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'll, I'll tell you what. While we're waiting for Jordan to connect back in, I'll go ahead and ask you guys the other questions I have. I've stopped the clock. Um, while we get Jordan back in, I'll go ahead and ask you guys, and then I'll pause the clock again, and I'll ask Jordan the remaining questions I have. All right, so cool. we're gonna go ahead and go back to. So Scott, this is gonna be yours. Ready in three, two. One, what, which award show did Blink-182 announce their reunion in 2009? Grammys. Correct. Tyler, how many number one hits does Chevelle have in the Billboard Top 100? I'll allow you to get like two off. Seven. 
Six. Okay, I'll give that to you. Good job. Um, Dylan, uh, Aaron Gillespie is best known as the vocalist for Under of Under Oath, but he was the touring drummer for which American rock band from 2013 to 2016? Paramore. Correct. Okay. Uh, you guys still have a chance. All that's right. All right. <laughs> Don't mess with that. That's one, that's one of my favorites. That was clutch. All right. So Jordan's got to get these these two questions right here right. Oh, um, I've got two for him. If he gets them both right, question. he wins. He has to get them both right, yeah. though. I was going to say, I wish we had the blink questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott would have just answered all of them. <laughs> so he's got 45. When he gets back on and gets reconnected, um, he'll have 45 seconds to answer those two questions. Um, does he need another invite? If so, I can send him another invite he says he's restarting uh, his route oh, okay gotcha okay if he, he says i know the answer he says though. he knows the answer <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> that's so funny man. oh man wow i'm gonna so be honest funny. out of the two questions i have i'd say one of them's a gimme the other one i he should get both i'm gonna say that right now i think he should get right. both. <laughs> we'll put the pressure on him we'll say that the only way we're gonna win is if he gets these right <laughs> Carried him while he was gone. That's what we gotta tell him. That was a nice little. Uh, I mean, yeah. while we're waiting, we did good. Get yeah. back in and reconnect. Um, one thing I was gonna ask you guys is, uh, have you guys gotten to see any of those artists in person? What are some of your, the favorite shows that you guys have been to? So, I was at the one of the first shows after Blink uh, said at the Grammys that they were gonna re uh, reunite in uh, Dallas at uh, Jexa stadium uh when i was in ninth grade uh with all american rejects and my chemical romance and it was amazing that sounds it incredible. was one of the greatest days of my life <laughs> uh, all right so awesome. we got jordan back in here so i'm gonna go ahead and restart the clock jordan i'll explain to you the scenario i have two more questions for you i've already asked everybody else their questions you have 40 we got them right you have them right, by both the way. right. If you get both, you have to get both questions right. Win, if you we get got the last one, like twenty-five questions right in a row while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got two hard too. for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Which popular movie series that stars Johnny Depp has Keith Richards also been a part of? I'll give you in a hint. It's a Disney one. Jordan. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, he got it. Yes. Right. Last okay. question. I thought you were asking what movie series has Keith Richards been a part of. I'm like, what? Uh, well, he's no. been a part of it with Johnny Depp. But anyways, last okay. question. While Tom Morello is best known as the guitar player for Rage Against the Machine, which 2000s rock band was he all with? better know this one. Which was yeah. he with along with Chris Cornell? Audio Slave. Yes, he got it! Fair. Good job. You guys got 8 out of 12. Awesome. That's right. All right, so you guys are in the Hall of Fame, too. Congratulations. Wow. You guys managed to get, like, six questions right in a row to win it, so good job. Um, goodness. I'll go ahead, and I wanted to ask, uh, since Jordan's here, I'll ask him the same question. I know Scott just answered, but um, what are, because uh, in relation to some of these artists and, uh, you know, bands that you guys are, fa you know, fans of, uh, what show, have you guys gotten to see any shows of them in person? Like, what are some shows you guys have actually gotten to go watch with, you know, some of these potential artists? Well, I saw Bring Me the Horizon a couple of years ago when they came through Dallas. That's the only time I've ever seen them live. They're like my favorite band ever. Was, it was just so life. sick. It's played in this place called Southside Ballroom. Them. Like three thousand people fit in there, and it's packed and hot and sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I've I, I'm, so I'm, my favorite band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've gotten to see them once in two thousand six. Um, I've actually never seen Evanescence live, but I'm going to try to go to their show in San Jose later this year in November. So I'm going to want to try to go see that. Um, another band I'm a huge fan of is Breaking Benjamin. I've gotten to see them. I think. Either two or three times I saw I them. Want to see And then I saw. Yeah, that would be a cool show. Yeah, it was a really cool show. And then I got to see. And then I got to see them again in um, what was it? Shoreline with uh, Five Finger Death Punch. So that was really nice. Cool. That's so, a big yeah. show. Yeah, it was. It, well, the thing that sucked about that show is uh, Five Finger. Um, I think I was either an issue with their equipment on the plane or something that came super late. They actually only played half a set, which kind of sucked because all their stuff came late. But crap happens and it's on a great half set. Yeah. So, well, anyways, congratulations. You guys were in the are in the Hall of Fame as well. Great job. Um, yeah. I have a few more questions before you, before you guys before we get things wrapped up here and going. Um, and 
Uh, one of them is in, in, in relation uh, to you, Jordan, because I know you live in Texas and you kind of answered this a little bit earlier, but I wanted to go a little bit more in depth. Um, I know you lived in Texas almost your whole life. Uh, how difficult has it been for you to travel and kind of get to shows, uh, making music in general with everyone else being a thousand plus miles away? How do you kind of manage to make that work out in your schedule? Well, I don't know. We just need to plan ahead pretty much. It's like, I need like three weeks notice if we have anything we need to do, like music videos, show or whatever. So I just need a few weeks notice and drive out there, fly out there, depending on how much stuff I have to bring. It's not that hard aside from, you know, spending money for a hotel room or a flight. And crash uh, on our couch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, can sleep, I sleep on their couch, dude. Hang out with the dog. Gotcha. So it, yeah. it kind of works out for you. You just obviously have to plan and kind of know stuff in advance. Right, then. right. Yeah. Um, what are some hobbies? Or th I'll go ahead and start with uh, – we'll go ahead and start with Tyler and Scott, and then I'll kind of go down. What are some hobbies or things that you guys like to do outside of making music when you have free time? I like to play Toontown. <laughs> I play Toontown all the time with my girlfriend, and we play Toontown a lot. Um, I also collect Garbage Pail Kids cards and a bunch Toontown of nostalgic cards. stuff and a bunch of toontown cards i'm super nostalgic um so i like to uh remind myself that i'm a nine-year-old in my head so I, still, <laughs> I still am in touch with my nostalgic side but that's mainly my biggest hobbies for sure um for me sports i've been playing basketball every day for the last like couple months at this point yeah uh get back into that like I said before, music, I was super only focused on sports, so basketball, baseball, all that kind of stuff. So I've just been getting back into doing stuff like that. Love, uh, I've been, um, I produce music for other artists. I've been doing like also like uh, lyric video work and design work and stuff like that for different artists as well. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've been getting into that. And I'll play some video games with Tyler every yeah. once in a while. So that's, uh, I'll Did you play crazy. any sports like competitively in high school for like any of your teams or anything? Or? Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, yeah, that <laughs> was. I was actually going to be playing baseball in college, uh, and I tore my shoulder a uh, week before playoff senior year. I still try to play through it. I went to a couple or several like college scout tournaments, like UCLA, Arkansas, stuff like that throughout that summer. Just couldn't hack it. Lost like eight miles an hour on my fastball just from my shoulder injury and I gave it up. I was going to say, I hope you've been playing basketball inside instead of outside these last couple nope. weeks. How hot it's been. Oh, you've nope. been outside? Oh, I've been outside, oh. 110 oh. degree weather. Yep. How are you doing that? You come home just soaking wet. Just soaking and wet. I just lay down with a fan point on my face for like an hour and I finally get the willpower to get up and take a cold shower. Dude, I play for fun like maybe three times a week in Lincoln, and I played outside in like 100-degree heat, and that was dead. And then I realized that we actually have an indoor place now at the club in Lincoln, and it's so much better. I cannot imagine playing basketball outside like in 110-degree heat. I play a lot of disc golf, and I've gone out and play. I play out like in the mornings before it gets hot, and even then sometimes it's hot. I cannot imagine playing at 110-degree heat, and that's fun. Just, yeah. And that's <laughs> after I'll be at Top Golf for eight yeah. hours outside for in the 110-degree weather, get home. Put on my basketball shoes. I go out. It feels like I'm out there for like five hours. Well, I'm really only there for like 45 minutes because I, I can't. My body physically can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, would you yeah. rather Would you rather play sports in like heat like that or like 45, 50 degree cool? Like what, what would you 45, like? 50 degree yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah. No question yeah. about it. I, um, I do not enjoy being. Oh, no. And Tyler and I also skate a lot. That's Oh, no. Uh, but not right Pretty now. Cool. It's, it's <laughs> way too uh, hot. Dylan, what about you? What hobbies uh, or things do you like to do outside of making music? Uh, build race cars, work on people's cars, stuff like that. Big, big automotive stuff. Um, video games, play games with the buds when, when we do. Me and Jordan played some Call of Duty the other day, not that long ago. It's pretty fun. Do you do that again? Yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, mostly, mostly my time consists of working on other people's cars or working on my own car in this heat, which is pretty ridiculous. I'm really? stubborn. When I want it to work, I, I just work through the day. But um, yeah, lots of video games, lots of lots of car stuff. We uh, I do go to drift events and stuff like that. Drifting, I like drag racing. I like it all. 
I, I actually, we have a, I know that we have a speedway that has drag races in Roseville and uh, I don't know of any other really speedways around here. Do you go to any there's of those to kind of like stack races race and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Stack Raceway is one of them. Uh, there's a place called Thunder Hill in Willows. Um, there's been a few times we went up to Oregon, which is like four or five hours away, six hours away, give or take. And there's, there's some places up there that are pretty cool. And, and then Southern California, Sonoma as well. That's in the Bay area. There's, there's a, there's a good amount of racetracks around here. Do you Fun. watch like a lot of NASCAR on TV and stuff? Or not not really super stuff? big into NASCAR. My dad is. I like on TV most of the stuff I watch, which is not really on every all the time, is uh, Formula D. I like watching okay. that. That's and then uh, a lot of YouTube stuff. There's a lot of YouTube like drag racing type stuff that I really like to watch, like the the no prep dra uh, drag racing. So you know they don't they don't put prepare the surface. They just kind of have to go out there and figure it out. It's pretty fun. Um, I like watching people build cars. I'll sit there and watch that for a long time. It's pretty fun. For for video games, Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, I like both. Right now I have an Xbox, but um, PC, I would okay. say my, my list is probably PC, then Nintendo, then Xbox and PlayStation are kind of like tied. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, for, for me, the best, and it's, I know it's a system that's old, but best system, in my opinion, I've ever played on Nintendo 64. I love oh, yeah, it. That's, that's up there. That's one of my favorites. It's Awesome. I got um, one of those for Christmas and it's, man, that's the best. Oh, that's sick, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I have a, like one of my favorite games of all times, like Donkey Kong 64. I just, oh, yeah. we were just talking about that the other day. Oh, yeah? It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's such a cool game. Some of the uh, best games of all time are on oh, the yeah. 64. Ocarina oh, yeah. of Time, Conker's Bad yeah. Fur Day, Mario Scott Party. has a big connection with the N64 as well. Yeah. I used to collect and all that kind of stuff. I, at one point I had every single, in 64 game that had ever come out uh, wow. all of the rare ones and everything i had to sell them because i was poor, poor, <laughs> poor, poor but one day i'll get back when i was like 13 i remember i had i my dad he played the uh, nintendo 64 a lot and he was, we were playing donkey kong 64 and uh this was oh actually i don't know if you were here during that time but there was it was the time where there was a big like tanker fire in lincoln so we had to stay home for like two weeks and uh in donkey kong 64 one of the things is you have to beat like the arcade game three times in a row and uh i made a hundred bucks off of getting actually being able to do that so that's like the most nice. money video game. <laughs> nice um, jordan what about you what are some hobbies or things you like to do outside of making music <clears throat> So I play a lot of video games. I'm obsessed with football. Uh, yeah, video games, yeah, football. I spent all day, like the past two days, playing Warzone. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just That's... waste all my time. <laughs> Some days I just spend days watching football film and be like, hey, this wide receiver does well on this route and not that route and grading <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, just sports, video games, music. That's Everything I do, pretty much. You said you live around the Dallas area. Are you a Cowboy fan? Oh yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you actually gotten to, have you gotten to go to the stadium and watch any games there? Yeah, I've been to uh, I've been to one game there, and then when I was like little, I went to one of the games at the old stadium, and that was cool too. Yeah, but the stadium's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I bet because it can hold like a hundred thousand people or something crazy. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I am. Um, you know, I'm. We're we're not gonna like each other for this one, but I'm a Niner fan, so <laughs> it's been, better than being an Eagles fan. Okay, fair, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough in that sense. Um, I've been to the Levi uh, Levi Stadium, the new new Ooh. stadium. I've I've been to Candlestick for when I was super young for a baseball game, but I've, I didn't actually get to go there for a football game. But yeah. from everything I've seen, uh, it's a much better atmosphere than Levi. Levi is like this, you know, cookie cutter new stadium kind of vibe and Candlestick. Right life to it you know plus it's you know in santa clara which is like a way more different climate than cli uh, yeah, climate than being you know right on the uh the coast and the ocean and stuff but right. um but yeah I, I, it would be really interesting to go to a game at the dallas stadium one of my aunts actually yeah. lives in texas and uh, she's been to a couple games there too so um Sick. yeah you know, it should Sick. be a good time ahead too so i'm looking forward to that um football's always been big for jordan and i ever when we lived to, like close together every monday thursday sunday we were watching every single it's game football day yeah it's football day uh, yeah. we would be in la hey, recording well, it'd be sunday we'd be like hey we gotta we're watching uh yeah we, football. we can't sorry we can't record today sorry i'm i'm a huge fantasy guy so i play a fantasy like every year and i'll probably be yeah. in about jordan and i are always in like three or four different leagues 
Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm definitely going to play in the league this year and see how it goes. I've been playing. I, I'm three out of the last four years. I've finished in the bottom half of the league, but before that, I won both my leagues. So I don't know how it's going to go this year. It's a giant question mark. Um, before I let you guys go, is there anything else you guys would like to add related to the band or music or anything in general with your guys's? Uh, yeah, with your guys's band. Stay tuned. I know that we've said that a lot during this process in the past, you know, few years, but uh, there's some really cool stuff coming up and we're excited and we appreciate everyone for the endless support. We appreciate you, Aaron, for giving us this time to talk to us tonight. This has been super cool. We haven't done one of these before, so this is super awesome to do, but um, we're finally in a position where we can, we we're, we're uh, we, we have all of our material ready, not all of it, but like a good amount of stuff that we've been waiting to share a lot of songs that are special to each one of us that uh bar like hopefully nothing happens but the delays for the most part should be over over yeah and we for have, the for the for the near future yeah i know we have a really cool uh new song coming out um that's the we really like the video um it was very fun to make the video for the next song coming out so stay tuned for that um and yeah this has been awesome Hell yeah, brother. Uh, I guess if I had one final question, I just thought before I go, what's your guys' favorite song that you have made to listen to and just what's your favorite song that you guys have made in general? My favorite isn't out yet, so I don't know if I can say it. Oh, okay. Same. Yeah, we definitely do have some favorites that aren't out yet. From the ones that are out, I'd say enough. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. Enough is... Bad Nature is also really sick. I think Obviously. Enough, like, sculpted my journey through the band. Like, I think of Enough... I refer back to Enough for a lot of things. So Enough is super fun for me, and that's definitely one of my favorites that are out right now. And then second would be Bad Nature, because that's just fun as hell. We love Bad Nature. Jordan, I, really, I realized really Bad Nature was super sick the first time we got to play it live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when I was like, song. this just is so, yeah, it's the energy of that song. Great. Jordan and Dylan, what about you guys? Probably the same. I really like Enough. That one, that one's um, near and dear. It's one of the first ones I wrote for this band. And mm -hmm. uh, live, Bad Nature is really fun live. But Bad Habits is also really fun live. Bad Habits. Like, the crowd, the yeah. crowd interaction. I mean, people the first time, the yeah, the first time we played it after it had, it had been out for a while, and everybody sang along. It was like surreal. Just surreal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. Funny, I, I was going to keep mine uh, kind of close up until you guys said yours. It's funny because mine's actually enough too. Um, I, nice. I, that's, that's my my favorite as well. I, I'd say honestly though, most unique. I would actually probably say not the one because that's like one of the only songs you guys have that I really get like some EDM vibes off of, which I find really interesting in there in parts of the song and like uh, like so, you know in like some parts of the song for you guys and. My, I used to be like, I like a phase of like a year I was an EDM fan. So I was like, you know, I haven't heard something, you know, like this, at least in certain parts of the song um, until, you know, for like a year, year and a half. So I found that really unique. But for me, it's probably enough too, which is it's, it's interesting. I didn't actually expect that. That's cool. Nice. Um, well, shoot, that's pretty much all I have for you guys. I just want to say thank you so much for you guys being on. This has uh, been great to, you know, be able to talk a lot, a lot about your guys' success and talk about your guys' bands and plans you guys have going forward and all. And, uh, and I wish you guys the best. And yeah, definitely, you know, uh, keep me updated and I'll send some stuff out when you guys are, uh, you know, plan on touring again when you guys have your album out. And uh, and I really appreciate you guys being on. This has been a great conversation and uh, definitely down to do some fantasy football and uh, other stuff as well. So uh, I'm, I will see you, Scott. I know soon as for everybody else. Thank you guys for uh, you know being on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, thank you, have a good night, Aaron. Of yeah, course. Peace out. Uh, and then fun. for anybody who has been watching, I want to thank you guys for tuning in as well. This has been a, a really fun show to do. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will have another show next week. I will keep you posted on the social medias of exactly when uh, that will be. Until then, though, take care. Peace out. See you.